Keith Major Show. All the people know straight from Hawaii. For all you need for sure, from news and local events, music and much more. With the Keith Major Show, we give you so much more. Keith Major Show. Good day, good day, everybody. This is your boy Keith Major. Welcome back to the Keith Major Show. It has been a while. I have been on hiatus. People have been asking me, where is the next episode? Where is the show? People, I got a job. I got two kids. I got this wife. I got a family. I got other responsibilities. The podcast started um, as a hobby, as something I just wanted to try, but it seems to have picked up, and now there is an expectation. So here we are. I am. I was determined to get an episode out before the end of the year, just to keep my name out there. So here I am. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, seasons, greetings to everyone. I hope everyone's Christmas was everything that you wanted to be. I've been following lots of people on Facebook and Instagram, and I've seen y'all doing it big. I've seen all the pajama jammy jam pictures, the family pajama pictures in front of the Christmas tree. I got to see what everybody cooked for Christmas dinner. Um, That is one of the benefits of social media. You can just see what your loved ones and your family and friends are doing. And I thought that was exciting. And for those that know me, they know that my birthday is also on Christmas. So I had another trip around the sun, one year older. I am happy to be here. Thanks for everyone that sent me lots of love via social media and text messages and phone calls. But family, here we are approaching the end of 2021. I don't know. 2020 was rough. I was hoping for bigger and better things in 2021. And 2021 was rough too. So hang in there, people. Maybe 2022 will be our year. Exciting show for you. Um, I'm doing a call-in interview with my cousin. Unfortunately, my cousin has contracted the Omarion variant. So y'all lift her up in prayer and I was talking to her. I had no idea. I call her and she's home sick quarantining. Cuz, how you keep this from me? So talking to her, I said, you know, a lot of people need to hear your personal story. Maybe they will get something out of it. So I said, I want you to be on the podcast cuz I'm going to call you up. Let's talk about this. Like what you did, what you should have done, what you didn't do, how you knew. Like people need to hear this, man. Like this Omarion is real. This COVID is really out here. The Omarion. Okay, let me give y'all the backstory. So a little girl on my job, when the Omarion started popping, we were in the office just chit-chatting and she kept talking about the Omarion variant. And we were like, the what? You mean the Omicron? So, you know how we are ever since that happened. It has been the Omarion ever since. And yes, the little dance he did in the red coat on the YouTube video. We go around the office doing the Omarion dance because now we have labeled it the Omarion variant. Big shout out to Omarion um, for being a good sport. I'm sure he's seen it. So, 
stay tuned we'll go through a few things and then i really want to get to my cousin's interview thank you for listening in and you are back with the keith major show news sports finance current events and political commentary you're listening to the keith major show a podcast recorded live in honolulu hawaii and now here's your host keith major Family, what do we got in the news today? What's up? Politics. If his comments on Fox and written statements indicate an end to that effort, they represent a sudden and inexplicable reversal in his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and the senator's colleagues in the House and Senate. Just as Senator Manchin reversed his position on Build Back Better this morning, we will continue to press him and see if he will reverse his position yet again to honor his prior commitments and be true to his word. That was Jen Psaki giving a White House statement on Joe Manchin. I, for the life of me, cannot figure out why. The Democrats are still fooling with Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin is who he is. If I were Joe Biden, at this point, you got to change your tactics. There's no talking to the guy. You got to get a little bit more gangster. And gangsters don't talk about getting people. They just get people. If I'm Joe Biden, I would not give the state of West Virginia anything. And I do mean anything. It'll be a cold day in hell before the state of West Virginia got something from the White House. You got to put pressure on the dude to conform to what the rest of the party wants to do. I would struggle, strangle the coal industry. I would regulate and send every inspector, every dude. I would send so much heat on West Virginia that the people of West Virginia would put effort and strain on Joe Manchin like, dude, you suffocating us. You got to help us. If you had a choice between being in West Virginia or being an illegal alien down at the Texas border, you would choose the Texas border because I'm going to make it that painful to be a West Virginia. But who in the Democratic Party has that type of gangster? Nobody. I've said this, I've said this, and I'm saying it again. The Democrats need a total revenge. It's like a football team that's not winning. 8-8, 8-8, After a while, you got to blow the locker room up and you got to change things up. And that is what the Democrats need to do. I've said for the longest time, the Democrats need new leadership. Nancy Pelosi, appreciate you. Thank you for your service, but you need to carry yourself on. Chuck Schumer, hey, bro, we need some younger, fresher legs in here to do the things we need to do. I don't see any other way. If y'all got some type of ideas, hit me up. Let's talk about it. And that brings me to the next topic. The VP. Madam VP, Kamala Harris. 
Did y'all see Kamala Harris's interview with Charlemagne the God? I thought it was absolutely horrible. Like, she just, I want to support her, I want to like her, but she just has, has been unable to do something or anything that kind of distinguishes her as a top-notch politician, right? So let me tell y'all the story. Back in the day, I used to be an executive assistant for an SES. SES is Senior Civilian Guy in Government, uh, Senior Executive Service, but he's a biggity-big. Part of my job was prepping that guy for any type of key leader engagement, congressional testimonies, media, like he was talking to the media, we would prep him for that. Anything involving him speaking to other people and representing the organization or the United States of America, there was a group of us that made sure that those things were successful and they fit certain rules, right? My boss at the time had a million other things to do on his job, and I felt like as his executive assistant, his EA, the last thing he needed to worry about was talking points and speeches and appearances. That's my job. So I, I took that on as my job. And here is what my job entailed. I would research whatever event he was speaking at. I would dig into that event to see what it was about, the area, what type of people came. If he was in another country, I would do all types of geopolitical reporting to figure out, okay, what is the prevailing sentiment of the U.S. in this particular area? Are they pro-American, anti-American, neutral? Do they care, not care, right? All of that matters. I would figure out who the interviewer was. I would look at like previous interviews that they did. I would try to ascertain their interview tendencies. What was their style? Were they aggressive? Were they amenable? Like, who is this person that my boss is about to walk in front of a camera and a microphone and talk to? I need to know. There should be no surprises, right? I would research all kind of stuff and I was to the point where I could even tell my boss what the interviewer ate for breakfast three days before. We were that good at what we were doing. Um, and then on top of that, you got to make sure a guy at that level, his statements have to conform with anything that came out of the Pentagon, because this was Department of Defense, anything that came out of the White House, right? You had to make sure you were in alignment with national themes. And sometimes we got handed, hey, we don't care what the guy says, but here's the president's talking points. It better be similar to this. We did that kind of stuff. Um, and most importantly, the group of us would use all that information to predict what the most likely questions would be for the boss. And we would prepare answers for what we thought were the toughest and most likely questions so that my boss would never get stuck on camera or on microphone without something to say. Uh, not patting myself on the back, but I think we did a pretty good job and my boss was always prepared. We would even do mock interviews and we would, you know, set the office up or the conference room and we'd get people to ask him questions or pretend to be the interviewer. And, you know, hey, sir, you got to own it. That didn't look believable. Let's try it again. Let's run it from the top. It was a production. It's really a production. Anytime you see somebody that's good on camera or on microphone and they're smooth and fluent, you better believe that they practice and it's not their first time. So, I actually blame Kamala Harris's staff. How could you let the VP sit down for an interview 
with Charlemagne the God and get stuck and get mired in what was the most obvious question, Joe Manchin and his ability not to support the Build Back Better plan. That was the most obvious question. It had been looping in the news repeatedly on all channels. How does she not have like a well thought out, well researched answer for that question? And the shocking part is Charlemagne the God is actually a supporter of Kamala Harris. He thought he was throwing her a snowball and it turned out to be more like an avalanche. I blame the staff. Kamala's going to have to, like, do something with her staff. If you don't have the chops to make it through an interview with Charlemagne the God, then how are you going to make it through an interview with the heavyweights? I'm talking Chris Wallace, David Sanger, Jake Tapper, Anderson Cooper, Chris Matthews, George Stephanopoulos. I'm talking the guys you see on the Sunday morning shows. How is Kamala Harris going to make it through one of those interviews? I don't see like how she's going to set herself up for a presidential run, assuming Joe doesn't run. How is she going to set her up herself up in 2024? Man, she needs a better staff. I've said this. I really think Kamala Harris's solution is she needs to go out and get a retired admiral or retired general, someone that's worked at the Pentagon, someone that knows what it's like to run a large staff with multiple moving parts. Because now I'm looking at Simone Sanders like, Simone, what you doing? You got your girl out there looking bad, looking raggedy, right? And, and this comes from a former intel officer, Kamala Harris needs an intel person in her inner circle. You need someone that knows how to data mine, someone that knows how to analyze and assess. Someone who would be willing to go into the VP's office and say, Madam Vice President, here is the political gain loss on Joe Manchin. And you lay that out. And then on your way out, you say, and oh, by the way, Madam Vice President, Mr. Manchin had oatmeal with cinnamon, maple syrup and pecans with a splash of milk, one small glass of orange juice for breakfast, and he read the following articles from the Wall Street Journal. That is the level that your staff has to get to I'm rooting for I just, I don't know. I don't know. Sports. The thing that seems to be capturing the sports headlines, not the bowl games, not the end of the NFL season, it seems to be this young man, Travis Hunter. The number one, sometimes number two, high school football prospect in America, Flipped his college commitment from Florida State to Jackson State. And HBCU, the horror. There's a lot of people upset about that. I mean, they're big mad about that, right? I've said for a long time, the kids don't play for programs. Kids play for coaches. Half the guys that's playing college football right now, they don't care what school they're going to because they got aspirations to go to the NFL. So they're going to play for the coach that they think is going to get them there. If Nick Saban was coaching at Mickey Mouse State University, you better believe they're going to have a hell of a football team because players follow Nick Saban. So if I am the number one defensive back in all of high school football in America, what other coach would I want to play for other than 
the undeniable and inarguable best to ever do it, Neon Dion Primetime Sanders. What better a guy to prepare me for the NFL at cornerback than the greatest cornerback to ever do it? I saw Dion on the interview, and Dion said he asked the guy to come to homecoming, send him a ticket to come to Jackson State's homecoming. Can you imagine being 17 years old? You ain't never been nowhere out your mama's house. And you on this trip. And of all the places to go, you at Jackson State's homecoming. And you walk in Memorial, Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. And you see in the sonic boom. You see in the J sets. You see in 60,000 screaming black people, doctors, lawyers, judges. You hooked. You understand how that'll change a young man's life? Dion ain't peddling football. Dion is peddling black culture. That is what Jackson State has that Florida State does not have. Florida State got plenty of football. What they don't have, though, is black culture. Jackson State is selling itself. So... I congratulate Dion. I see what he's doing. And I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he is successful, right? But let's talk about Florida State. Florida State's head coach is a guy named Mike Norvell. He was previously the head coach at Memphis. His record at Florida State is 8-13. That's .380. Overall, he's 46-28.621. That's average. Slightly better than average. His record at Florida State is horrible, though. 8-13. Winless in three ball games. Has only won one conference title, and that was the American Athletic Conference. Who's ever heard of that? It ain't the SEC. It ain't the ACC. Bro, you're not winning no big-time games. Since Bobby Bowden retired in 2009, Florida State has had four coaches. Four coaches since 2009. And not a single one of them coaches was named Deion Sanders. Florida State has had four, four opportunities to hire Deion Sanders as their head coach. And they, for whatever reason, chose not to. You might say, hey, uh, Deion doesn't have coaching experience. Neither did Mike Norvell. You might say, hey, Deion hasn't run a large-scale program. Neither has Mike Norvell. Um, I would like to think that had he been given the opportunity, Dion probably would have been a little bit better than 8 and 13. So he didn't give Dion the job, but now he's at Jackson State. Recruiting is a huge part of college sports. It's all about athletes. Athletes are capital, and the guys that can recruit the best athletes have the better programs. And certainly, you don't think Mike Novell went to Travis Hunter's mama's living room and out talk Deion Sanders. We know better than that. Everybody know Deion's a talker. Deion can sell water to a drowning man. He's got the gift of the gab, and he went in there and beat Mike Novell at his own game, out hustled him, and now the kid is going to Jackson State. So is this really about Deion stealing talent, or is this really about the fact that Mike Novell is not that great a coach and horrible at recruiting. Florida State maybe should find them a better coach. So don't be mad, Seminole Nation. Don't be mad at Dion. Dion being Dion. 
You guys need to be mad at Mike Norville and why y'all hired him in the first place. Business. Normally, I go through, uh, you know, the Financial Times and I spit out a bunch of numbers and we'll do that later. But I think the number one headline in business now has been COVID and the impact of COVID on business. And the number one word in business right now is vaccine mandates. It's everywhere. I'm telling you, it's Omarion. This COVID is everywhere. Blue chip firms like Goldman Sachs, Google, Delta Airlines, Microsoft, Citigroup, Tyson uh, Foods, you name it. They all are implementing some version of a a vaccine mandate. Uh, In all, two thirds of U.S. companies are planning to require at least some of their workers be vaccinated. Right. So as we approach 2022 vaccines and your vaccine status are a significant part of your ability to work on a job especially a big time mainstream job but you got them flat earth people you can't tell them nothing flat earthers slash gop lawmakers you know they're all anti-vaccine mandate it's un-american it's not in the constitution And they argue that vaccine mandates are a form of government overreach. Well, at some point, you just got to prioritize safety and public health, I think. And I'm just not, I'm not seeing it from the politicians. They've turned it into this kind of political fault line. And I don't think any of them really have the public's best interest at heart. So Keith Major says, as we look to 2022 and there's all these questions about you know the efficacy of the vaccines and which brand you got so forth and so on you know as as the omarion variant grows there's going to be more mandates and i think the booster at some point in 2022 is going to be required it's just not going to be the two shots um you have to get multiple shots i think in 2022 in order to be considered you know fully vaccinated you look at what's happening with the nfl the nfl started great but now we get into the end of the season and they're having a real serious problem keeping players on the field too many guys are testing positive right uh the runner-up topic for 2021 was the great resignation 4.4 million people quit their jobs in september that was in one month alone right and you people out there updating their LinkedIn profiles, working on their resumes. People, if you work in HR and your company does not have some type of remote or telework plan or policy, you're not going to be too successful at recruiting people to your company. People not interested in coming to the office no more. People survived the lockdown, made it through the lockdown, and they're like, hey, being at home all the time wasn't all that bad. Why am I wasting all this time at work? So I think one of the positive is COVID changed our outlook on work and work-life balance. And if you're trying to recruit employees in 2022, you better have a telework plan on your job. Law news. I'm sure everybody saw the verdict. Kim Potter. Kim Potter. A mostly white jury found Minnesota police officer Kim Potter guilty 
a two council manslaughter following nearly four days of deliberation in the trial over Dante Wright's killing. Potter shot and killed the 20 year old black man last April after claiming she confused her handgun for her taser as a former gun toter that is absolute trash. There is no such thing as weapons confusion. If you are confused about the weaponry hanging from your person, you should have never been a cop in the first place. And I am on my soapbox that America needs better cops. The caliber of people. You should be required to have more than a valid driver's license and a GED to be a cop. You don't want life and death situations in the hands of a guy with a GED or girl in this case. Minnesota state sentencing guidelines stipulate that someone without any criminal history, that would be part of, will likely receive a sentence closer to six to eight years. I think she was facing what I read was 15 to 20, but she's a first-time offender and a former cop and a white female. She's not going to get all that time. Mom, she'll get sent. She'll go to jail. The judge, Regina Chu, who did an excellent job if you watch the trial on TV, um, has to determine whether aggravating or mitigating factors were at play. Um, and I think the big part of that is, was the fact that she was a police officer, is that considered an aggravating factor that's more legal stuff they have to fill out so at least this is progress cops are now being held accountable um, black lives still I think are the lowest value out of all lives but this is a step in the right direction and lastly President Joe Biden announced plans to distribute 500,000 free at-home COVID-19 testing kits to Americans beginning in January 2022. The Omarion variant is now the dominant strain of the virus in the U.S. It has now surpassed the Delta variant. People, COVID is real. Please take it seriously. Do not be playing around. Do not be turning up for New Year's. Do not be hanging around all these sneezy, sniffly, whiny people. Stay home. Like, make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you get the shot. Get the booster. Do what you can to protect yourself and your family. And this has been Keith Major reading the news. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Keith Major Show. Today we're talking about COVID. 
And today's special guest is my cousin, little cousin, although she's not that little. My little cousin from Atlanta, Christy Hector, who is unfortunately right now quarantining because she has the COVID. And we're going to talk to her so that we can educate some folks on what they need to know and really need to do, not on TV, but real people that actually caught the COVID. So, Christy, I'll <laughs> let your boy. <laughs> what is up? Yes, I am. Unfortunately, I'm still quarantined um, for COVID. I have to miss Christmas, unfortunately. Um, I was, I guess, postponed Christmas um, temporarily, so... I'm in my last few days of quarantine. I um, had tested positive on, I think that was the 17th of December. Um, I started having symptoms on the 13th. I had gotten back from out of town. And that night, um, it was ironically an international trip. I tested negative the night before to, to leave. So I was able to get back into the States. And then... Um, I got back home the night of the 13th and I felt kind of like, I guess, airplane, what I thought was my normal airplane jitters, um, scratchy throat, and just a little tired, obviously, because I had been flying. Um, and that was that for that night. That was my first kind of onset of symptoms. Then that Tuesday, um, day two, I was tired and I guess getting a little warm um but still just kind of thinking all right well maybe i have the heat on I, i'm okay but wednesday i woke up i was sore um i was hot i was walking around the house like i had been on the beach it was just you know it was that was when everything really started coming just kind of like crashing down and i was like okay i'm sick um it was it was a lot <laughs> I took my temperature. My temperature had gotten up to about 101, I think 101 point like nine or something like that. So I was pushing it. And so immediately, of course, for me, I, I just kind of wanted to monitor my symptoms, look to see where I can get a test done because I was under the assumption that coming back into the States, I had tested negative, so I was fine. And I hadn't been anywhere, so it was just kind of one of those things where I guess in passing some kind of way, I came in contact with the virus and it just took over. Um, I was drinking cold water, tea, zinc, elderberry, all the good stuff, all the stuff that everybody tells you to take just to kind of make sure you're getting vitamins in your body. And Thursday was when I just had really bad sinus congestion. Uh, my nose was running and I was congested at the same time, scratchy throat, coughing, like, as you know, the old people would say that you got a little cold in your chest. So I was trying to break that up and I went to go get tested and my test results came back positive. And of course, you know, I just, I had been very careful. I was masking, double masking, hand sanitizer, Lysol, all of that stuff, trying not to touch your face, everything. So all things considered outside of traveling I was as careful as I could have been and even with traveling I tried to take the necessary precautions but yeah after almost two years I um I am now a statistic <laughs> so wait let's go back let's go back so you got the vaccine mm-hmm yeah uh which which brand did you get so I actually got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So I was one and done. Uh, one and done back in March. So March 31st, I got the vaccine. 
and then you got the vaccine and you were being careful and then came the little be out trip that I saw on Instagram with you and the little Yes. <laughs> so when you guys were planning so so this this was like I'm presuming y'all were calling around, we're about to take this BI trip, we're gonna turn up. It was that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was for my girlfriend's birthday. Um, she, well, we all, I don't, I, well, you know, Lady Never Tells Her Age. So we, we were all um, planning. So I, I did my trip in October. Um, I was, I did, I did domestic. So I went to LA um, and she did international. So we went to St. Martin. So we did it up. It was a very nice trip, but we definitely made sure that all of the places that we went to, you know, were, had safety protocols and just making sure that we had a lot of this just just kind of you know checking around and see what we needed to do right a lot of the places that we went to they required vaccination cards they required COVID testing and I believe we yeah in order to come back obviously we have to get COVID tests within 24 hours because the guidelines had recently changed so when we were initially planning the trip, the guidelines, the CDC guidelines and the travel restrictions were in order to come back into the United States from an international trip, you had to have a COVID test within 72 hours of travel. And that changed actually the week before we left for our trip. So of course, you know, flights have been purchased, Airbnb is booked, we've all, we've paid everything. And so we decided we were going to continue with our travels and just fit everything into the new travel restrictions, which were 24 hours. You had 24 hours within one day of travel, you had to test negative. And we actually had a private company come out to test us um, the night before we boarded our flights to go back to the United States. So we had someone, a private company, private testing company that obviously had the correct test that we needed for travel. They came out to the house, the Airbnb that we booked that night, uh, that was Sunday night, and we didn't leave the house. We all tested, we all tested negative, and we didn't leave the house. We ate, you know, in in the Airbnb, and Monday morning, we loaded up everything and went to the airport and left and came back. So I don't know in between from, from there to coming back home that I guess within that 24 hour time span somewhere along the way after I tested negative um, I, I came in contact with the virus but yeah vaccinated and we you know did a lot of research to make sure that we did everything that we needed to do but some kind of way uh, nine women two got COVID seven did not She's in Atlanta as well. So she's in Atlanta. Uh, she's doing much better. She was actually, yeah, quarantined for Christmas as well. So we had a very quiet Christmas over here. <laughs> so I was asking because when you guys were planning the trip, you actually thought about COVID and you looked at the restrictions and you guys were complying with the rules and you thought you were good as far as what you Absolutely. Yeah, we, we tried to do everything that we could, you know, making sure, I think everybody that went, um, everybody that came on the trip was vaccinated. A couple of people had already gotten booster shots. I actually have not gotten a booster shot yet, but a couple of people had already gotten their booster shots. Not everyone had booster shots. We did make sure that we had, 
you know, access to testing. We all brought our vaccination cards. Um, and we just made sure that all of the different places that we went to had, we, you know, looked at the proper restrictions. We looked at all of the things that we could potentially do. Most of the events and most of the things that we did were more so us in close quarters and us staying together with each other. We didn't really have a lot of time where we would be in, I guess, crowds or anything like that. Most of the stuff that we did were, you know, we had reservations in like open air places or we would have reservations, you know, a restaurant or something like that on the beach or we would be in an area that was, you know, pretty much open, right? A beach trip, you know, that type of thing. So it was very at least what we thought, um, as safe as possible, right, for all things considered with traveling, right? If you're, you know, you're traveling, you're already going to take, that's already going to be a risk, right? You have the airport that you have to get through. You have a lot of people that are going to be moving to the airport. You're going to be on a plane. So that was something that I was definitely nervous about, but I felt like, or at least leading up to where we were, I felt like we were in a safe position because we were flying internationally. Everyone that has to get on the plane has to, you know, have a COVID test in order to enter St. Martin. You have to either have a, you have to test negative or you have to have your vaccination card. And then you also have to register online going before you get to, um, before you get to St. Martin. So all your documents are checked. So we were, you know, under the impression that we did everything that we possibly could to just prevent any type of additional exposure or outside of what, you know, normal travel would have, you know, exposed us to. And so nine ladies, you guys had a great time at St. Martin's. You're on the way back. So your girlfriend that also got COVID, was she on the same return flight as you? Yes, she was. So we all actually flew back on the same flight. The girlfriend who, the girlfriend of mine who did, um, who did um, contract COVID as well, she was sitting on the row in front of me. Everyone else was kind of spread out on the plane. So she and I were actually sitting pretty close. So, of course, you know, me thinking in my head, well, maybe it was somebody that was near that was near us on the plane, right? But it, it's often considered very close quarters on the plane anyway. You would think that more people, but I don't know, right? I don't have access to whoever else was on the plane. The plane manifests around me that may have tested positive. But she and I were sitting very close together. She was sitting in the row right in front of me. And um, we both tested, we both tested um, positive. She had the same symptoms that I did. Um, Really, really bad sinus congestion, fever. She had chills um, and fatigue as well. So we pretty much had the same symptoms. It took about the same amount of time. I did test negative for a rapid test on this past Thursday, which was what? Is that Christmas Eve or no? That day before Christmas Eve, I did test negative with a rapid test, but I wasn't able to get a PCR test, um, which is, you know, as of right now, which is uh, is supposed to be the gold standard. So I didn't want to risk in between, you know, oh yay, well, you know, I'm I've done ten days of quarantine, that's great, but I didn't want to risk being around being around my mother on Christmas and potentially still having, you know, a little bit of lingering COVID, viral load, whatever. So I wanted to wait until I got um, a PCR test, uh, a a negative PCR test, which I took one today. Hopefully that's going to come back negative. We're going to cross our fingers. We're going to send up a little prayer and um, maybe I'll be free after. (laughs) So how, so this is 
your 10th day of quarantine? So today, actually, um, I guess if you count the couple of days that I've been back, today will be day number 14 because it's Monday. So it's wow. two weeks to the date. Yep. So I'm 14 days total. Um, day 10 actually would have been right when I did get my first negative test, which was on the 23rd. Um, no, I got my negative test on the 24th. No, excuse me. The 23rd. So that Thursday, I got my, my first negative test, but that was a rapid test, which isn't, you know, isn't as accurate. They, you know, they say it's not the, it's not necessarily a gold standard. So I didn't want to chance it. So I decided that I wouldn't spend Christmas with my mother because I didn't want to chance it. Um, I wanted to wait until I got a PCR test. So she and I will be doing Christmas in a couple of days. <laughs> We'll be exchanging gifts. I still have my Christmas tree up and um, it'll be fine, but it was worth, um, definitely worth taking extra precautions to make sure that she was safe. So you get back. This is, we're going back to day one. You land back home, okay. you go home and you said you kind of had the sniffles, the, the, the plane, airplane crud, just, but you didn't think it was, was anything unusual, right? Right, exactly. Didn't think it was anything unusual at all. So at what point from the time you got home to the, the point where you said, okay, I think I'm really sick. Like, how long was that? And what was the thing that made you say to yourself, I, I'm sick? I would say, so Tuesday night. So Monday, Monday I got home. Tuesday night, I still had a little bit of kind of like crud. I didn't, it wasn't. I, I still wasn't convinced, but Wednesday, um, Wednesday when I woke up, I was just so, I was so, 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 so tired, just extremely fatigued. My body was a little achy, um, but I was, I was very, very tired. I had the sniffles and I was just, I was burning up. I was hot. Um, and I took my temperature and I had a fever. That's when I just knew. So it was. I would say um, day three, because I would count Monday as day one, um, Tuesday as day two. And on day three, that's when I knew that uh, this wasn't my normal post-plane type um, jitters. It was it was definitely something else. I, whether it was COVID or not, I wasn't sure. And of course, again, like I said, I tested negative in order to come back and hadn't gone anywhere to expose myself between then and coming back home other than being on the plane which it was an international flight everybody on the plane was supposed to have been negative and vaccinated negative and or vaccinated well excuse me you can be back you you don't have to be vaccinated in order to come into the states but you do have to have a negative covid test so um, did you actually go to a doctor or you just went to a local testing facility and then they told you yeah, you lit it up. We had someone, we actually had a, we had a local person um, or it's, I guess a, a clinic come and test us so that we didn't have to, all nine of us didn't have to go to a clinic. We had some, we paid someone, um, it was $80 per person. We paid someone to come and perform the test, to come to us and do the test at our Airbnb. Okay. Uh, and then when you got back, you had another test. That was the positive test after you got back. 
Yeah, so after I got back, I took a test. This was, I took a test on Thursday because I was just feeling, I, that's by the time I, you know, I was just feeling so bad. So Monday, Monday I got back um, and then a couple of days had passed and that was when I just started getting progressively worse. Um, Wednesday was when I made the decision. I'm going to go get tested because I just don't feel, I just don't feel good. I, I, don't, I don't feel good. This isn't a regular cold. This isn't, you know, I just got off the plane. This isn't jet lag or anything like that. I was like, I'm actually sick. And Wednesday was when I made that decision and I got tested on Thursday. Okay, so what was the, the thing? So you, you, you look at the news and then you hear like, you know, these symptoms they put out, like you lose your sense of, uh, what is it, smell and taste and these other things. But what was the thing that caused you to say, okay, I got to go get a test because I'm sick? Um, the thing that really just sold me was the fever and the and the congestion. Um, I, I usually, I, I have allergies. I have allergies probably all time of year. They'll flare up. And I know how my allergies typically, you know, typically operate or behave. Um, but this wasn't, this, this didn't feel like anything I had ever experienced with allergies. Um, I had a really bad headache and I had a fever and I, that the fever, I think it was the fever and the headache, just all of that combined was when all of that combined on that one day on Wednesday was what made me say, all right, I'm going to go get tested because this isn't this isn't my normal allergies. This isn't my normal post plane, you know, ickiness. This isn't a normal cold. Um, the fever and the congestion and the headache is what did it. I, I just, I, those, all those things combined, because I think most people probably can deal with a fever and it's just a fever. Or most people can deal with congestion and it's just congestion. But once all of those things hit you at the same time, you just feel like crap. <laughs> okay, so now and, you, go ahead. You no, know, I was gonna say you just feel like crap. You're just like, ew, this is awful. You just you're weak. You you know, I, I that was when I was like, all right, something's gotta give. I gotta figure out what this is because I can't. Uh, ugh. So, so now you got your positive test. You're back home. You're single. You're by yourself. You're sick. So, like, how were you making it for 14 days? Like, like you were just watching TV? Like, because you're in the house. You're kind of like, well, quarantining. So, how are you making it? Like, what were you doing for, like, groceries? Like, did you have food? Like, how did you survive in the house for 14 days? Yeah, so um, Amazon Amazon Prime um, has been my best friend. Amazon Prime has been my best friend really throughout the entire kind of COVID process. Um, but they do grocery delivery, and that was what I was able to just really take advantage of. Um, I by the time I got home, I had gotten I tested positive. By the time I got home, I had already placed an order. Like I immediately got in the car. And I placed an order to get a bunch of groceries delivered. Um, the one thing that I always wanted to make sure of was that I just didn't get weak. So I ordered, um, I ordered salmon, I ordered chicken, I ordered like good food. I didn't want to get like you know fast food or anything like that. I made sure to get vegetables, things that I can make salads with. 
Um, I got vitamin D supplements. I got zinc supplements and I got a lot of tea with echinacea in it just to soothe my, just to soothe like my itchy throat. Um, I had honey, but I made sure that I ordered a lot, a lot, a lot of groceries. Um, I, and I, I, like I work out, so I have protein, I have, you know, like my protein powder in the house. So I made sure that I had enough protein powder. I just wanted to continue to get the nutrients that I knew my body needed in order to fight off the sickness. So that was the Amazon Prime delivery was like my best friend. I think I ordered from them, ordered groceries from them um, over the course of the 14 days, probably three or four times, I would say. Um, And then my mother, she lives indicator so that's about 20 25 minutes east of here and she just for, of course you know i mean it's it, it, it that's your mom right you know your mother is gonna want to lay eyes on you so <laughs> she just she could not stay home um she came over and she dropped some stuff off at the door for me as well so she brought me a couple of rotisserie chickens so i was very fortunate to still be able to like she you know dropped the rotisserie chickens off and made sure that she could see me through the screen door um, but, but wait, yeah, you didn't, I mean, you didn't I w- have the door open though, right? You just kind of nope, never opened the door. She would put she she put the food down in front of the screen door and then went to the end of the walkway and she would yell and I would you know talk to her through the walk talk to her through the walkway and wave at her. But she didn't. I mean, that was it. She never came in the house. I never opened the door when she came to the house. I didn't want to risk any of that. So um, she came by the house. Um, to drop off, um, to drop off some yeah, rotisserie chickens and like green beans. Um, but I ordered a lot of Gatorade, a lot of Pedialyte, um, and I have filtered water, so that was already something that I had in the house. But a lot of Gatorade and a lot of Pedialyte because with a fever you sweat a lot, you get dehydrated, and I just wanted to make sure that I kept fluids with electrolyte and that I had. Um, food, you know, no matter what. Um, a lot of the old folks that tell you, make sure you have soup and make sure you have crackers. But I'm a firm believer that like your body needs like for, your your body needs legitimate food, right? Like if you're just sipping on some soup, you're not getting a whole lot of energy. So I wanted to make sure that the food that I ordered. I mean, I ordered. I love steak, so I I mean, I ordered steak. I ordered salmon all of that stuff so that I can eat heavy, good meals um, in case, you know, I started getting, you know, my body, your body, I mean, anybody, this is, this is, you know, regular biology, your body needs that energy to be able to fight stuff off. So um, I definitely, you know, I, I loaded up and I racked up on um, my grocery delivery services. Amazon Prime has the two hour groceries and that was, yeah, I, I I ordered a lot of stuff from them those those few days. <laughs> so the Amazon guy did the same thing your mom does. He just comes with the groceries and leaves them at the door, and then he walks away. Yep, leave them at the door and walks away. Um, they'll give you a time frame to when for when the groceries will be delivered. So you have like a two hour window. Um, you get a text message from Amazon that um that tells you hey your you know your package or your your groceries are out for delivery and once the groceries are delivered um you'll get another text message that said that the groceries were delivered so 
Um, thankfully, I didn't have any issues with like delivery being in the wrong place or anything like that. So, yeah, once the the food was delivered, all the groceries or whatever was delivered, um, they were at the front door, and I just you know picked them up, brought them in the house, and I was I that was it. You know, I just um, one of the things that I did do in case in case I were to get kind of weak, I wanted to make sure that I had something cooked in advance. So I did cook. Um, I cooked all of the chicken and um, the salmon in advance because I wanted to make sure, say I, say I was just like really, really weak and I didn't have an appetite and I didn't um, feel like doing anything. All I would need to do was, all I needed to do was, you know, throw something in the microwave, right? Pop it in the microwave, two minutes, and then I had a meal that I could just eat something because um, I didn't want to skip any meals. Um, a lot of times you get, you know, when you get sick, you get really weak, um, and when you're weak, you don't want to eat or you don't have an appetite. Um, it's really hard to force yourself to eat, but you gotta eat because I, you just your body needs a, your body needs that energy. So um, I'm thankful that I didn't get super weak and that I didn't lose my appetite. Um, but that was something that I, I was trying to be very cognizant of to just be prepared and to think ahead in case like well what if I you know what if one day I wake up and I'm not getting better I'm getting worse I want to still be able to make sure like I'm getting food because I'm going to need food right if you go to the hospital they're giving you IVs you're not getting full meals I wanted to make sure that no matter what happened I had a lot of food I, I had a protein every morning I would wake up I made myself some tea I had a protein shake and I would make some breakfast. And my, my lunch and my dinner was already ready. All I had to do was just throw it in the microwave. So, I mean, 14 days, Amazon was my delivery for my groceries. I read some books. Um, I did some Christmas shopping online because I couldn't go anywhere. I watched TV, cleaned out my closet a little bit. I, yeah, I just... <laughs> So you um, weren't you weren't working. So what 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 did your job do for the fourteen days? Well, so you know, I work from home. I work remote, and I wasn't sick to the point where I couldn't um, where I couldn't work. Um, but luckily, it was over the holidays, so most of the time um, we were we were off, or it was very very not very much interaction or anything like that. So I work remote and. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be at home. I know a lot of people aren't that lucky, right? They they don't have a work from home job. So all things considered, I was able to still be at home. And um, if something, you know, required my like immediate attention, um, I was still able to function and, and operate, you know, safely and, and, and do whatever I needed to do. Um, I, ironically, I only told one person at work that I had COVID. So only one person knew that I had, um, you know, that I had COVID at work. Um, so, you know, I just, it, it wasn't as disruptive as it is for most people. Um, as it, you know, it, it wasn't that disruptive for, for me, I guess, in a professional sense. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, I, I, I would say that on that side of things, I was definitely very, very fortunate. Um, it did, obviously, I don't want to say ruin my holiday because it was just me 
essentially that was affected in the family. I'm glad that I, you know, didn't decide. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, should I still go around family or I'm still going to go and spend the holidays with my family. I don't feel well. And I'm like, that's the worst thing that you can possibly do. Um, just It's just better to not chance it. Was your girlfriend working from home too? Um, I actually think she had taken off for the rest of the year. So, uh, oh, which a okay. lot of people do. Yeah, which a lot of people do. Um, you know, after Christmas, they just, or, you know, like it, the, I think that that Monday, I think, Monday or Tuesday was like her last day working for the whole year. So, she was off for like two weeks. She's been, she's been off for two weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, I, 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 you know, the end of the year for me is, isn't super busy either. It's not like I have to do a whole lot of talking to clients or anything like that. So, um, and I try to, and a lot of the people on my team, I, I just try to make sure that they get time off to be with their families. I let them know like, Hey, um, take some time off, right? Like our clients are super, they're not very busy this time of year. Um, well, they're, they're busy, but they're not very interactive with us on the, on our side of the house so we don't really have to do a whole lot um with them so i you know a lot of my team they they're off so i don't have to you know a lot of stuff doesn't have to get escalated to me or anything like that so it, it's pretty quiet this time of year um at my job so i was able to you know that was one thing that you know i was i was really lucky now you know your mama was a nervous wreck right Oh, yeah, she was. Absolutely. <laughs> so what did your mama say when you called her? Because when you called your... Wait. So you called your mom when you got back. And so, then, you know, I didn't I didn't tell my mom at first. Um, I wasn't going to... I didn't, yep, I didn't see, tell her. That, oh, let me hear it because that's where I was going with this. <laughs> I didn't tell my mom at first because I knew she would be... I knew she would panic. I knew she would be a nervous wreck. Um, and... Part of me wanted to make sure that, or part of me wanted to try to get past the worst of it before I let her know, or at least know that I was okay, right? Because one thing that was that was scary for me too was like, okay, well, what if tomorrow I wake up and I'm not feeling better, or I'm getting progressively worse? Like, what you know, I was I was definitely very nervous about that. Like, I you know, you see a lot of the you see a lot of the stories where people are fine for two days and then they wake up and things dramatically decline like almost in an instant and then all of a sudden they're in a hospital which I was very very nervous about so I didn't want to tell my mom at first I I knew that she was going to be a nervous wreck the only reason um, why she found out (laughs) she um, and it you know, I, I, God probably has a way of uh, just kind of making you talk about stuff. The day I went and got tested, I was like, okay, I'm not going to tell my mom. I'm just going to try to, you know, get past a certain point. Um, but she ended up texting me and talk, she texted me about Christmas. And she was like, oh, I'm going to go pick up some crab legs. Um, we can do crab legs for Christmas, and a you know, I'll have a bucket because I know how yes, your mama yes. get down. <laughs> you know it. So you know she was ready. She was like, "I'm gonna get some crab legs. I'll freeze them. I'll keep them in the deep freezer, and then on Christmas, I'll come over and um, we can steam the crab legs, and we can have dinner." 
And, you know, that was when I just kind of had to break it to her, right? Because I was like, well, it's not going to really be a Christmas on Christmas. So I texted her back because I had to, I had, I actually had an HOA meeting that I had to get on. So I kind of was able to dodge it a little bit. So I told her, I said, well, you know, I, I, I have COVID. I'm okay. I feel fine. I just, but I didn't want to tell you because I knew you would be nervous. And I was, you know, I, I texted her and said, I'm about to get on a meeting. I will call you after the meeting. But you can't tell your mom that you have COVID and expect her not to call you, right? <laughs> yeah, but see, okay. Okay. But le- okay. Let me explain this. I got it. Your mom was going to panic. Any mom is going to panic. But I think she would have preferred to panic and know than not know. Because what happens if, like you say, I wanted to get to a certain point. I wanted to feel better before I told my mom. But what if you didn't feel better? What if there right. was no tomorrow? What if you had unfortunately, God forbid, had passed away in the house and now your mom got to like piece this story together and she has no right. idea that you were sick? Oh, you're, and you're absolutely right. So, and that's the thing. I, I definitely... Um, I definitely thought back. I thought back on that, and I did feel kind of bad. Um, but I will say, luckily, um, luck, luckily, you know, she found out the day I tested positive, or I, you know, I told her the day I tested positive. Um, and I had talked. I had spoken to her every day um, up until I went to get tested. So on Wednesday, um, on Wednesday, she knew that I wasn't feeling well. And I hadn't taken my temperature yet, so I did. I didn't even know what my what my temperature was in terms of like me running a fever um, before I had talked before I talked to her because I talked to her every morning. So you know, she knew that I wasn't feeling well, and we both were kind of in the mindset of like kind of plain jitters. Um, it, and yeah, I mean, it, but it is. It's just like you said. Had you know me not telling her, and had something happened to me. She will be put, you know, having a piece this piece this story together, right? And I know that that would have been absolutely horrible. So I definitely, it, I definitely don't want her to ever have to feel like that. But I know how my mother is, and I I thought at the time that I was making the best decision to not have her, you know, be in this constant state of worry. Because I think back to like my this summer, so our cousin. And, I, you know, we talked about this. Our cousin, you know, he had COVID this summer. Um, he ended up with double pneumonia. He was in the hospital. You know, he was in the hospital for a few days. So he 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 got he got a real he got a real bad end of the deal. Um, he lost his appetite, could, you know, breathe in trouble, all of that. So he was really, really in a bad, like in a bad spot. And my mother was like worried sick. Right. My mom, his mom, my, you know, my great aunt, you know, I mean, they were, you know, worried, sick, you know, every, every few hours or every, you know, every few hours they were calling, you know, doing the phone train, calling around to each other, trying to figure out what did anybody talk to, you know, did anybody talk to Sean or anybody talk to, you know, anybody talk to, you know, Christy to make sure that he's okay. Anybody talk to. And so they were doing this phone training every, you know, it, it was just, 
it was a lot which understandably so right you have a family member in the hospital with double pneumonia and they're trying to they're trying to beat COVID um and I I didn't want that I didn't want that to happen I mean I wasn't in the hospital which you know great but I didn't want that type of like phone train to happen and that type of worry to happen um so I wanted to at least I, I I had, you know, made up in my mind, like, if I, if I get to XYZ point, I'm going to definitely call my mom and let her know, whatever. But um, I, 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 didn't, I just didn't want to stir up that type of worry and that type of, like, you know, fear and phone tree and that type of thing before... <laughs> I just didn't want to get to that. But I just she didn't wound want up being a nervous wreck anyway, so you didn't save anything. You should have just told <laughs> her right. from the jump. Bad news doesn't get better with time. But on behalf of your mama, cuz are you gonna <laughs> sit your ass down now? Are we done with you know what? traveling? You know what? I am I'm I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm sitting down somewhere. Um, I will say, I will say this. I definitely, I definitely pushed the envelope. Um, the first time I, I traveled, I traveled a lot this year and a lot of it was packed into what I was, I mean, packed into Q4. My first trip, and it wasn't even what you would call post COVID, but most people would consider May of this year post COVID, right? That, that was, we were, what, March, Mar- February, March 2019 is when everything shut down. Um, and I love to travel. I'm a traveler. I'm always going somewhere. I love it. Because, you know, you and I talked, right? We were thinking this was going to be, you know, pretty much a, a lot lighter than what it is right now. But we were thinking about, me and my mom were thinking about coming out to visit you the, at the end of the year, right? With Like, I'd have been, I'd have been in Hawaii right now. <laughs> but, you know, things definitely, things turned around real quick. Um so in May of this year, I went um, I went to Lake Tahoe, which was great. Um, and then I went to I went to Vegas, and I was terrified. I actually was really really nervous going to Vegas this year. Um, it was a very quick trip, um, and again, it was like double mask. Didn't go. I didn't do like the casino thing. For the most part, it was more so like outdoor pool type party stuff. Go to the spa. Um, and then I went to LA for my birthday, um, which was, you know, was a great time. But it was very, again, like every place that I booked in terms of like the food and the reservations, it was all outside. I didn't do anything that was indoors. Everything that I did was open air, outside, um, patio seating, um, all of that. Everything was, was outside. Um, and then... I went to uh, went to Cancun and then so th- this is, December was where was where it really all packed in and I was really pushing the envelope. I went to Cancun for about I went to Cancun for three four days and then I came back um, came back that Monday from Cancun. That Friday I was leaving to go to St. Martin. Uh, <laughs> That Friday, you I was leaving to go to off a trip and turned around and went on and another turn- trip. Yeah, I was playing with fire. I oh, was playing with fire. Cause you killing me with this. <laughs> but and again, right? 
for for it to be turnaround trips and and it to be back to back trips, they were both international, which means I had to get COVID tested to come back. So you but know, you hanging around oh, all the COVID. It all yeah, it was yeah yeah yeah. So I was definitely playing with fire. It was it was it was a lot. Um, and I, I definitely pushed it. And I and I knew that I had been telling myself, oh, after this trip, I'm sitting down. This is ridiculous. I am I'm playing around. And when I was in Cancun, that was when the Omicron variant had started to hit. Right. It hadn't even hit when, when I was in Cancun. The first case, I don't even think, had popped up in the States yet. That was when they had did... That's when they shut everything down from, like, South Africa. They did all of the... Um, they did all of the restrictions, the travel restrictions from South Africa. So we didn't even have cases in the States yet. And that was when I was in Cancun. And the day I got back from Cancun was the day they changed the travel, strict, travel restrictions for America because cases had started popping up in America. So it happened well it with with this variant because Delta obviously was Delta was the dominant variant. But what happened was um I'm about look I was about to say Omarion. <laughs> Omicron <laughs> Omicron um started popping up as soon as I got back. And Friday, I was supposed to be on another flight. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this happened. This shit got real, real fast and turned around and, and went to went to St. Martin. I knew I should. I, something, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. In, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, maybe I should sit down and just kind of postpone this trip. I'll take the L on the money. But I was like, no, I'm celebrating my girl's birthday. I'm not going to miss it for the world. And I went and came back, and boom. You that got was, the that was Omarion. Awesome. I got the Omari. I got touched. I got touched. <laughs> so but, yeah. yeah I, your next test is, what day you said, Friday or Monday? No, I actually, um, so I, my, after I got, after I tested um, positive, I got my first negative test. I had a rapid test, which um which you know obviously isn't necessarily what they consider to be the gold standard and they tell you that um that one only picks up higher viral loads i got that back on thursday i got a, i got a negative test on thursday which was great i was very excited about that i was really happy but i didn't want to take any chances um and today so a few hours ago i just took um a pcr test i get the results back uh, PCR again is supposed to be the gold standard according to the CDC and I get those results back tomorrow um, the thing though you know what was what, what, really interesting um, I was I just was looking at the news earlier and they have um, shortened the, the quarantine time um, it was 14 days and they shortened it to 10 days and now they're saying if you don't have symptoms don't believe um, none of that stuff, cause I don't believe the hype. I don't listen. I don't believe people. Listen, I don't believe the hype. They said five days if you wear your mask and you don't have symptoms. I don't believe the hype. Listen, that's why I'm still in the house right now. I said I'm gonna give you these all 14 days. I don't want to pass it to nobody. I don't want to spread it to nobody. I just 
you know, I, I did my part in catching it because I sure enough was out here, you know, traveling around. And I said, I, now the last thing I need to do is act like, you know, be reckless around family. I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna sit down and, yeah, I don't have any, I don't have any travel planned. Um, I don't have any travel planned. I, I, I think our, my job was talking about doing like a manager's, um, a, a manager's retreat. But I think that is on hold now. That was supposed to be in January. I do think that's on hold now, um, which I think is, you know, I think it's definitely for the best. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down because I, I don't want to take no chances. I don't want to get it again. I, I just, yeah, I got my, I got my KN95 mask. <laughs> so tomorrow, potentially. Is gonna be your first day leaving the house after 14 days? First day out, first day out the field. Well, I mean, I had to leave the house today to go get tested, but it was I stay. I had to stay in the car. Okay. Yeah, so I had to stay in the car. Um, you, I did the drive up test at CVS. Um, pulled into the drive through. They put the test in a little, um, you know, where you get your prescription. They put the test oh, in, in there. The, all everything. In a little drive up window thing. Yeah, in the drive-up okay. window, they put everything in the box. They slide it out to you. You roll your window down. You get the test. Roll your window back up. Do your test. Put it in the little. Um, put it in the vial, and they give you an alcohol wipe to wipe the to wipe the the baggie um, to wipe the baggie down. You put it in the little. Um, you put it in a little mail off box and drive on off and drive on back to your house <laughs> what's the first thing you so, yeah. do tomorrow um you know I don't know I don't know girl you're um, supposed to say go see my mama so she don't be a nervous wreck no more ah! <laughs> well you know what I told you my mother has been sneaking over here standing outside at, at my screen door so she can lay eyes on me but you know that that is exactly what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go visit my mama I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make I'm gonna take her Christmas gift over to her because I still have her Christmas gift and we're gonna eat some crab legs <laughs> I can't believe what you I don't oh cuz come on you're killing me but but let me <laughs> ask this because I forgot and I'm trying to paint people uh, a high definition picture so were you you taking any prescription meds or just you were just doing over-the-counter stuff um so i guess my symptoms weren't severe enough for me to get any type of prescription medication which i'm totally fine with um i i actually so when i tested positive um what what they did was they gave me a little they give you a little or depending i guess depending on where you go they give you a slip of paper that gives you kind of like at home COVID kits, right? The types of stuff that you need to do. So they tell you electrolyte fluids, um, lots of, you know, lots and lots of fluids, lots of electrolyte fluids. They tell you to make sure that you get zinc. They tell you to make sure that you get vitamin C and make sure you get vitamin D. Um, And I think that was, they said if you, you know, it's Tylenol for fever and body ache if you need, you know, they said Tylenol or ibuprofen for fever and body ache if you need it. 
Um, and that was what they recommended on the sheet. Um, and then if you have like trouble breathing or if your symptoms persist or get more severe, then obviously, you know, you want to go to your, your PCP or you want to go to the emergency room, whatever that, that level of symptoms, you know, that you're having, right? If you have chest pains or anything like that, you want to go, you want to, you know, immediately 911, immediately emergency room. That's not something you want to play with. Um, but I did, you know, for the most part, I, yeah, I, I, I had everything I needed at home. Um, I, I have been chugging Pedialyte and Gatorade. Um, Pedialyte, I think it's the fruit punch kind. That was perfect for me. It was great. I can't do plain Pedialyte. It's disgusting. But I did the fruit punch, the orange Pedialyte. I had my Gatorade. I had water, um, and I did, and again, like Amazon, I was able to order all of that stuff off of Amazon. I ordered my zinc, um, zinc gummies off of Amazon. I ordered my vitamin C. I ordered my vitamin D. Um, and I always have echinacea because it's good for imu- immune systems, kind of, kind of immune support. So I had echinacea tea, and that helps a lot with my, um, with my throat. And just coughing in general. Um, so I had, you know, every morning I would make my, my protein shake and my tea with echinacea in it, um, with honey in it. And that just helped just kind of open me up. I did. Now, I did leave the house to just kind of walk around the neighborhood where I wouldn't obviously come in contact with anybody. But you I did walk. You no Marion in the neighborhood? No. So, if you never, so you, look, now I guess, now I got to talk about you because you haven't come to visit me at my house, but where I live. No, 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 no. I already know you a baller now. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> so where I live, um, and I normally walk around the neighborhood. I'll I'll walk or I'll run um, around the area. So I live in Summer Hill and where I live, um, there's a lot of space, right? Like I, I, I'm in a townhouse and I can walk in in the neighborhood and not really not come in contact with anybody because not very many people are going to be walking and you're probably not going to have a lot of people walking in December anyway in the first place. Um, but I love to walk around the neighborhood and just, you know, get get some fresh air, all that good stuff. Um, so I would walk. I mean, I probably walked about a mile, maybe two miles a day um, for a couple of days just to get some fresh air and to keep my lungs, keep my lungs going. Um, one of the things they tell you is just to make sure that you that you aren't sedentary. Um, you don't want to like not move at all and just be sitting on the couch. A lot of people will just sit on the couch. That can actually cause um, blood clots, and obviously you don't want you definitely don't want to have that problem. Um, it's almost kind of like when the first time I went to Hawaii, you you your you know your, the tip that you had was get up and walk around and make sure you drink a lot of water, right? Because you want the blood to keep flowing. You want to be able to keep keep you know the circulation going so um yeah I, I walked around the neighborhood I would do like two miles just to get some fresh air no I didn't spread I didn't I wasn't spreading Omarion to nobody because nobody was around <laughs> but this is what scares me because Atlanta man is is different right so I'm on social media I'm on Facebook I'm on Instagram I haven't seen anybody in Atlanta canceling no New Year's Eve parties so that scares me. Um, that actually. Please leave your message for six. 
That's all right. We got disconnected. I'm here. Go ahead. So, um, so yeah, the, that, that actually, um, not even gonna lie to you, that, that does scare me. Um, I haven't seen, I have not seen a lot of people canceling a lot of stuff. And all things considered, um, cousin, I'm gonna tell you, they have not canceled a lot of stuff in Atlanta in general. Now, I've seen a lot of restaurants closing because staff has been getting infected. Um, and they've been like, I mean, it's been like, yeah, we've got four or five staff, people, you know, staff out with COVID. We don't have enough people to act, to even, you know, open the restaurant. I've been seeing a lot of that. Um, but it's been kind of like forced closures. But the clubs and the lounges, those are still open. And and, and that's the thing, right? I, I haven't set foot in a club or a lounge or a hookah bar or none of those places i haven't i won't i won't go because i'm like this is this is you know a COVID hotbed um this, you know i haven't been going to you know the brunch parties in atlanta all of that stuff has not slowed down and um yeah new year's eve seems like it's just in full it, it's like in full swing i had somebody today ask me so what are you doing for New Year's Eve? And I was like, nothing. I'm 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 gonna be at home. I'm I'm gonna be at home. I'm gonna pop my little bottle of champagne and um, pray and thank God for getting me through another year. And, amen. And- amen. And I appreciate <laughs> you, cause. And if you need me to order you some champagne on Amazon Prime, I got you. But oh my God. <laughs> You and your crew and everybody else in Atlanta, y'all need to sit down for New Year's, man. That Omarion is out nowhere. there. Yeah, it's bad. I saw somebody today. They were like, "Yeah, you know, we all made it through this year. We need the party to bring in the New Year." I was like, "Um, no." <laughs> yeah, I'll be at home with my with my glass of champagne and. I will be thanking God for um, thanking God for a great 2021. I will be thanking God for bringing me into 2022, me, my loved ones, and paying respect to people who didn't make it out of 2021. I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh-uh, I will not be. Um, you will not see me in anybody's uh, party or anything like that going in. <laughs> Going into the new year. Cause oh. I am so thankful that you are feeling better. <laughs> Please go see your mama tomorrow so she can rest her nerves. I know how she is. And I'm calling you tomorrow, cuz, but I ain't calling your cell phone. I'm calling your mama house on the <laughs> landline and be like, Christy over there. I will definitely go see my mother tomorrow. I will absolutely go see her tomorrow. <laughs> so, cuz, forgive me. I'm where are my manners? I'm being rude to the people that don't know you. This is my cousin Christy, but Christy, for the people who are listening and don't know you, please tell them a little bit about yourself, who you be with, what your interests are. <laughs> so, yeah, um, <laughs> my name is Christy. I live in Atlanta. I grew up in Decatur, so um, I am a Georgia Peach. Okay, shout out to the South. 
Um, I I work right now. I work for a company that does digital marketing for car dealerships. I manage a team of about seven employees. So um, I'm a little man. I'm a manager of what I used to say uh, back in the day. I told my mom I was going to be a lady jerk, so I'm a lady jerk. And... <laughs> Family is from Charleston, South Carolina, so I got I got good roots. Good shot, baby. <laughs> got good roots behind me, and um, yeah, my, again, you know, like I said earlier, I love to travel. That is my thing. If I'm not doing anything else, I, I would love to be able to travel. Uh, no kids uh, yet. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what that's looking like. My mama asked me when I'm gonna have kids so she could see. You know, if I'm gonna have kids, while she could see and hear them, I just told her, as long as she's healthy, then she'll be all right. <laughs> as long as um, you yeah, keep I mean, her Marion free. As long as I keep her Marion free, right? I'm like, that's that's the best gift of all. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, from Atlanta, you know, from from Decatur, you know, live in Atlanta now. I live in Summerhill. Um, went to Georgia Tech. I am a rambling wreck from Georgia Tech. Um, unfortunately, I know uh, I know a, a lot of a lot of the fam, a lot of the fam, you know, did, did with the HBCU route, and um, unfortunately, I didn't follow in those footsteps. But I think I did all right for myself. <laughs> No, nah, you was always the smart cousin. We we was the rest of us was in, in public school. But uh, if it's one thing that you can leave the listeners with about COVID or your COVID experience, what would it be? Um, I would say just just be very very diligent and pay attention to your body. Um, I, when you when you feel like you're getting sick and if you think you're getting sick, go get tested. It's always better to be safe than sorry. Um, I've seen so many people ask around or decide to chance it to be around family. Um, and it's just not worth it. Um, you know, I, I stayed home for Christmas. I, you know, I traveled and I did, you know, I, I traveled. I don't regret traveling, but I did stay home for Christmas because out of an abundance of caution, I would much rather just not put anybody else around me in danger. So just just always think about other people. Um, I think that's what really what this is all about, just thinking about other people. If you're not going to be vaccinated, I can't make people make choices. Whatever they want to put in their bodies is up to them. But if you're not going to get vaccinated, continue to get tested. Be very diligent. Um, wash your hands. Put on your mask. Keep on your mask. Don't take your mask off. Um, and just be as cognizant as you possibly can. If you do get COVID, again, pay attention to your body. Get your body some energy. I think that's one of the things that really did help me. I am vaccinated, so I think that, you know, that definitely contributed to it. But Did you say you were going to get the booster? Yeah, I think I'm going to get the booster. Um, I have to figure out because obviously I got Johnson and Johnson so I will be that 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 for me is going to be now um mixing medicines which I did talk to my primary care provider about so definitely you know if you have questions talk to your primary care provider um I did you know I did talk to my primary care provider about that just to make sure that I felt okay and that it was okay to mix the medicines right um so a lot of people are nervous about that as well, which I, I definitely, I definitely have some reservations. Um, but yeah, listen to your body, right? Like 
I think the fresh air, I, I think the fresh air helps a lot as well because you still want your lungs to be able to get some air and, and continue to continue to, um, you know, pump and do what they need to do. So, yeah, I mean, don't just just this is always I think for me after the fact, it's a lesson in being considerate of others when you're out um some stuff you can't avoid you got to go to the grocery store just be considerate um and and think about other people around you I think it, I've seen so many people just handle everything so selfishly um I've seen people say that they had COVID and they don't feel bad so they're gonna go to the gym like that's not the way to do it like that's we'll, we'll never get out of this if you know you operate like that but if you take precautions and you do what you need to do and try to be diligent and, and think about other people um then at the very least we can i think save lives and slow the spread and cuz for people who listen to this and are interested and have questions where can they find you on social media um so i am on social media um at the mexicoon <laughs> Uh, funny story if you you know if you if anybody ever wants to know that story you just reach out to me on social media but I am the Mexicoon T-H-E-M-E-X-I-C-O-O-N um, on Instagram on Twitter um, I am not on TikTok so don't look for me there uh, but that's it yeah cause I'm praying for you, the family praying for you. You are more than welcome to come out to Hawaii when we get past this Omarion. <laughs> when we get past it, let me know. I, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> you but, know, look. Huh? Don't don't tip me on a plane again. You know that's I guess we no, got we, me in trouble. First things first, we gotta wait for your test to come back negative tomorrow, and then you gonna go straight to your mama's house so she can rest her nerves because I know her anxiety is high right now. Um, I know it is. And then please stay home for New Year's and don't be out there in them streets, cuz, please. I'll be at home. And matter of fact, I I will send you a picture of me at home with my champagne. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the Keith Major Show. Y'all pray for my cousin. She need to learn to keep still. Y'all keep still I'm, out there. I'm sitting still. I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down. And I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate your time. Thank you for giving me a call and, and letting me tell my story. I hope it helps somebody out here. I'm sure it will. I am sure. I'm like, Christy can't sit down. But ladies and gentlemen, listen in next time. This has been the Keith Major Show. You're listening to The Keith Major Show, a podcast, news, sports, finance, current events, and political commentary, recorded live in Honolulu, Hawaii. And now, here's your host, Keith Major.